The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Come geek out with Twink.com during February to celebrate Anime Month. We're celebrating with new items from top animes, including Demon Slayer, Naruto, My Hero Academia, and more. Use code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off your order. Welcome to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And I was going to do something witty, but I'm so exhausted right now, I couldn't remember. Wow, we found a way to get out of dad jokes and stuff? <laughs> oh no, dad jokes may still happen. That's a, that's a good one. That's funny. <laughs> that's, oh, sorry. They, they, they can still happen. It's just what I was going to do for the intro. Automatically. Just, so, uh... I'm only saying this, which is not how we usually do it. It is July. Oh, my God. It's July. Wow. Yeah. Where it, is it definitely doesn't feel like July here. <laughs> it did a couple days ago. It is February. Ah, yes. It is February 23rd. It was 68 degrees here today. You're getting what I had a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. Are you getting the snow right now? Because that's what we're getting. Not yet. Friday. We've everything I'm been told Friday, is eight to twelve so inches of snow. Yeah, well, they're predicting um, three to five here um, overnight Thursday night into Friday. Mm-hmm. Like this said, has been a very strange winter. Yes, it has. Yeah, it has. Because we're not getting anybody who doesn't isn't from this region. Mike would understand this. No one else understands what the idea of lake effect is. Oh, we have yeah. not had any of that this year at all. Wow. Because I think the jet stream shifted or something. All of our snow, all the storms have been the ones that have come across country. Yeah. The jet stream's not yeah. flowing south or from north to south over the lakes right now or something. Wow. We're not getting the cold weather out of Canada. Yeah, I don't think we're getting as much Canada air either. That's unusual. Mm-hmm. And that's it for the weather. Now back to you, Mike, with the sports. 
It's funny because for the last month or so, because the the weather's been so strange, Geek Watch One, we've been starting like the first ten minutes talking about what the weird weather's going on. <laughs> well, <laughs> check out the homepage, WookieRadio.net. I know it needs to be caught up. I'm working on it. I've been busy because, like I said, it is February 23rd. We are six days away from the Galactic Star Cruiser opening, and I've report boots on the ground at the Star Cruiser opening, right? Oh yeah, I'm working opening. I'm working opening day. So you can tell us all the secrets after opening day. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully next week's show we'll be able to talk about uh, talk about the Star Cruiser. I would hope so, especially since uh, media. There was a media sailing the last two days, and with that media sailing, uh, I know Fangirls Gone Rogue and. Um, Skywalking through Neverland and a few other shows are on it, and they get to blurb everything on Friday after nine. So, yes, are they going to get a scoop on us? Yeah. Why? Because, well, I like my job. I like where I'm. I like the fact I'm able to work in Star Wars for Disney. Um, I respect my NDA and confidentialities. Because if not, if I didn't respect them, oh, we, I would have scooped so long ago when I first started. Yeah. It's been, I have kept these so tight. These two guys don't know the stuff been that's been going on and, and some of the element and a lot of the, actually any of the elements, except for what's already been released by Disney products. You know, there's a bridge, you know, there's an atrium, you know, there's a, a galactic superstar named Gaia. All that's been put out there already, but I haven't met, you know, and then there's been a few of the other characters that's already been announced by Disney Parks Block. So, because we know about the captain, we know about the droid we know about the mechanic and the cruise director so i I, there's nothing i haven't said that hasn't already been put out and at the moment that's the way it's going to stay so yes all these other shows are gonna are gonna scoop us that's fine i will have more you know for those who weren't on the cruise and are just reacting on things unless you've been on a cruise or you absolutely 100 percent know someone who works there like these two gentlemen will if the if if someone comes out and says something about the Star Cruiser and they haven't been there and all they're doing is basing it off reviews, don't trust them. Sorry, you just you, you can't. You, you just can't because unless you experience it, you, you can't trust it. So once I'm able to talk about things, we will be a trustworthy show to talk about the Star Cruiser because, well, I work there. Am I going to give away trade secrets no because that's against my nda but we could talk about the different elements of the various shows once i'm allowed once i'm allowed to talk about it and i will be able and hopefully i will be able to go into a little bit more detail than than other people other bloggers because of more my more personal experience one thing i do want though because you're the man to get all the um all the sound bites and stuff we need from the um, Ewok movies, we need Sindel and uh, Wicked both with Star Cruiser Crash. <laughs> we got we got to at some point play the entire conversation about the Star Cruiser crashing. Yeah, there there is no crash. Not yet. Not yet. But we said the same thing about Starlight Beacon. But I, I I do know a little bit about where where exactly the story takes place with Star Cruiser when you come on your cruise. Um, in relation to the timeline between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Because it's just the same time period as Galaxy's Edge. Cool. 
but I, I know a little bit more information and it's probably information that may not have been put in any of the press junkets for, um, for the, uh, for the media. Mm. So just saying, so we'll see about that as that's coming. But, um, I guess let's, uh, touch back briefly on book of Boba Fett and starwars.com did a reader's guide to Kersantan, the Wookiee warrior. Now he makes the ah. appearance in book of Boba Fett. A lot of people are still like, Oh, who is this guy? He's a great looking character. Awesome looking character. But who is he? He's not our typical. He, he he doesn't look like our typical Wookiees. I never noticed it. The second picture in this, you can see actually he does have the scar. Uh, you see it in the first picture, in the live action picture that they show. Very top, you just barely see something there, yeah. But unless you're looking for it, you can't see it. Yeah. So um, to go through, his debut was in Darth Vader Volume 1, Vader. This is the Karen Gillian, because it was Karen Gillian who originated this character and brought him to the to the Star Wars universe. So, uh believe it or not, Boba he was um when he debuted, he debuted alongside Boba Fett as the pair were hired by Vader on Tatooine for separate missions. While Fett was off sent off to discover the identity of the rebel pilot who destroyed the Death Star, um Chrysanthemum was instructed to track down an agent doing secret work for the Empire. And you guys name the two characters that we're talking about here? As it's all quiet sure. in the peanut gallery. Fett's sent off to go find the identity of Luke Skywalker, yeah. the rebel pilot. Mm-hmm. Or Santin's instructed to track down an agent doing secret work for the Empire, or for the Emperor. I'm not sure on that one. I mean, in the old canon, I would know pretty much what... It, it would probably be Mara Jade, but I, at this point, she doesn't exist. So, nope. unless it's Afra, but she, I don't know if she'd be working yeah, for the Emperor. Is Afra okay? Is Afra? I didn't know. I didn't, I've not read enough Afra stuff to know whether or not she was actually working for the Emperor himself. I know she worked for Vader. She was initially working for the Emperor, and then Vader spared her life to then start working for her. If I remember Afro right. Uh, now, more work for the Dark Lord. Darth Vader, Volume 2, Shadows and Secrets. Vader down, Darth Vader, Volume 4, End of Games. After successfully completing his first mission for Vader, Santin continued to work for the Sith Lord throughout Vader's um, long-run comic. Uh, well, 25-issue comic. Uh, the jobs range from operating with Dr. Afra, actually stealing from the Empire, to tangling with certain famous rebels to working directly for Vader to track down the wayward Afra. So, uh, archaeology time, Dr. Afra, volume one, uh, after rescuing Afra from being tossed out an airlock, which is a whole other story. Santin continued to work for her as she left behind Vader and got back to more of her archaeology, archaeological, uh, more of her archaeological shenanigan roots. After years away, Afra's father, Corrin, appears back in her life and causes her credentials to be called into question. This leaves Afra Kersantin. I'm sorry, what was her father's name? Corrin. Corrin? K-O-R-I-N. Or Corrin. Corrin. Last name, Cobb. (laughs) No name on the... (laughs) Who's got the dad jokes now? (laughs) I ain't even a dad. Uh... You're you're a fur baby daddy. That just sounds so wrong. That, I was gonna say the way you said it, it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
I'm gonna stay away from that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please do. That leaves Afra, Santi, and the murder droids, Triple Zero, and BT1 with no choice but to go along with Corinne to find or do Aspectu, a hunt that takes them to Yavin 4. And then a seriously spooky situation in the Citadel of Rur. That'd be spelled R U R. Adventure and Mishap, Dr. Afra, 2016, Volume 2. Dr. Afra and the Enormous Prophet, Volume 6, Unspeakable Repel Super Weapon. Santi. Continues to pop up here and there throughout Dr. Afra's first comic series. Their, pros- their past crossed for everything from Party with the Fancy Dress Code and the who's who's of galactic criminals that caught the unwanted attention of Vader to less than ideal situations. Um, and then found Santi and Afra again on opposite sides. Um, in New Treasure Adventures, going back to Volume 1, Fortune and Fate. Marvel couldn't re- couldn't launch a brand new Afro series without bringing back Santi um, in the first arc of the new series by Alyssa Wong and Marika Presta. Did we interview Alyssa Wong? Sure. I don't think so. Okay, I'm trying to remember who. This might have opened on Weeby Geeks or something. No, I'm trying to Not remember who. Call no. I thought Alyssa was the one who did the uh, audio book as well for Afro, but I'm wrong. We interviewed her. No, we didn't. We interviewed the director. We be geeks. We had the writer, or not? We be geeks. Mighty Marvel geeks. We had the writer. Um. Anyway, so they went on tre- treasure hunt. Then we get an origin story in Doctor Afra Annual Number One, which you know I haven't seen annuals or any of the Star Wars stuff in a while. Sounds like they're new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Actually, I haven't seen annuals in. No, Marvel. I haven't either. I haven't seen annuals for Marvel in a while. I just saw an annual. For something the other day, I don't remember what. So in the in annual number one, uh, if Garza's talk about blood in the arenas and champions to Chrysanthemum in the book of Boba Fett, uh, of course, chapter four, uh, if that intrigued you, the single issue with his origin story is a must read. The first Afro annual details Chrysanthemum's gruesome history with the Transdotians and his time in the gladiator pits. It's a brutal must-read issue for anyone who really wants to understand the in, the inside of this particular Wookiee's mind. What's in the mind of a Wookiee? Yeah. And then um, Tangle with Kenobi, Star Wars number 15 plus 20. Uh, years ago, after a run-in with some water tax collectors within Jabba, Jabba's employ, the gangster hired Chrysanthemum to bring him Obi-Wan Kenobi alive. Although he didn't know the Jedi's identity, Chrysanthemum tracked Obi-Wan to Lara's farm and kidnapped Owen, Luke's uncle, to successfully draw Kenobi out. And it's Sarah Kuhn is who I was thinking of, um, because next up is Dr. Afra, an audiobook original. Uh, for those who want to hear what the Wookiee sounds like prior to we seeing him in Book of Boba Fett, um, you could, he is part of the audio drama that makes up the Dr. Afra book, audiobook. Um, so that is a little backstory on Chrysanthemum. I love the character. I was so. Yeah. 
I was so happy to see him, and I was hoping when we first, I'm like, okay, that's got to be yeah, Black Chrysanthemum. And then when they mentioned his name, I'm like, all right, cool. So mm-hmm. I was glad to see him live action. Yeah, it was it was cool to see, and they they did him good too. Yeah, yeah, on the show. So, so yeah, I mean, we may see, you know, we've been seeing some stuff from the old EU come into play, but we're we're seeing the new things from the comics come into play as well. So I'm glad they're ty- bringing in the crossover from the comics. Mm. So Ken's quiet over there. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to see too, because to know that it is all all the continuity is there. Like yep. The comics is 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 in keeping up with the shows and the movies and everything. And but not only that, but in the reverse, the shows can take from the comics too, because you yeah. don't you don't see that often enough. No. No, not really at all. So, so Ken, you got to remember until Disney took over, they didn't. Um, there was no synergy back from the um, print to uh, live or to any media. No, closest right. closest that came was the four issue um, Dark Horse Mall mini that came out right before Dark Horse lost the license the first time. Uh, um, and that was the the mall story arc that was supposed to have been made into episodes that when they canceled the series, they put those out as a book. But they didn't go back the other direction to where they were made into comics. And then that was actually referenced in the no, but media, but still it went one way. And like, I, yeah. I believe that's the only four issues of dark horse. That is not legends. It's all canon that that's canon. Yeah. Or supposed well, to be it's canon now, but it was, it was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. So, so, hey, everything is canon until it's not. So question, Ken. Uh-oh. Who would win in the ring, in the squared circle, between Blackhawk and Black Santon? <laughs> Blackhawk wouldn't get in the ring. <laughs> I know better. I'm not dummy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Big hairy beast in the in the ring. Yeah. Turn and walk and the other Black way. gets in. Yeah, that would <laughs> That would not be wise. Okay. Would you rather have Chrysanthemum as a tag partner or face him in a in a battle royal? That's no no question. He'd be a tag partner. Then he's not aiming him aiming at me. <laughs> Unless you make him mad. In a battle royal, you could dodge him the whole time, no problem. But it eventually it comes down to one on one at the very end. Right. Okay. I can hope someone else throws him out, but I I'm not gonna count on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless you get uh, somebody huge to fight him, Homus. I don't even think Homus could throw him out. So, um, maybe if we resurrect Andre the Giant, yeah, that may be the only person who could. Maybe. Hello, Paul White was a pretty big dude. Still is. Yeah, that's true. Um, Henry together. That'd be that'd be a great tag team they never did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The closest yeah. you can get is the two of them on commentary now. Well, the closest you would have gotten to that was uh, superpowers back. Yeah. Then. Well, not the superpowers. Uh, I'll say, what are you thinking about? Yeah. Hogan and Savage. Uh, well, you yeah, had Typhoon and Tugboat. <laughs> tugboat. Was, I what, remember. Tidal that. Wave was his natural disaster name. Ninja. Yeah, but those guys were like tall. They were just big. <laughs> well, they were tall, too. I mean, they were both over 6'3". Um, and world of, that's like six three is about average, okay. or was average. Now it's really big. 
Um, and then there were the towers. Uh, God, I can't think of their name. God, I'm and I'm aging myself here too with wrestling history. But mm-hmm. we got the Harris brothers too. They were like what six six. Yeah, but let's get back to Star Wars history. Uh, Ian McDermott's teasing that Palpatine could show up in the franchise yet again. I think he's I he's going to be having a lot of fun with this. <laughs> yeah. So despite no. When he originally did this, it was um, it was just something. It was fun. It was another role that he was doing. I think he's finally taking um, taking ownership and saying, "No, this is really cool." Yeah. Mm. Well, I think when they brought him back for the prequel trilogy is when he really took ownership of the character because he only did it for the one film. Oh yeah. And then Lucas brought him back to redo parts for special edition, and then brought him back for. for the prequels. So, uh, despite no real warning in the preceding sequel trilogy films, Palpatine was revealed to still be alive and hiding for decades in order to create a new Sith empire. So if that twist could happen, should we be surprised if Palpatine were to show up anywhere else? Uh, but Dermot was doing an interview with Metro where he was asked about his future in, in the star Wars franchise. He was very careful to leave room in his in his response for a potential a of a one day reprise of his role because uh his quote is i think i have to accept that thanks to my ungrateful granddaughter my annihilation was finally <laughs> final of course vader is back in the new television series talking about obi-wan so i suppose it's not impossible that one day his mentor may be discovered once again skulking in the shadows could this be a hint from McDermott saying he may make an appearance in the Obi-Wan series? It's possible. I mean, it, um, we know Vader, or, um, Hayden Christian's going to be in there. And uh, there was actually a couple of interviews where uh, Ewan McGregor has let it slip that he was happy that he's got to work with um, and do some more scenes with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. So we're going to get flashbacks, obviously. I hope that's the way the lightsaber duels are between them. I, I hope, hope we're going to get any lightsaber duels between them. Supposedly, they were getting uh, one or two. Allegedly, yeah. I don't know. Which I I I don't. I have mixed feelings about because yeah. I mean, because there, there's going to be initially. I mean, it's cool, but for for them to do that, there's going to be some retconning involved. Yeah. Yeah, or something. And it it will really throw off the Obi-Wan's sacrifice at the end. That that whole lightsaber battle. It's the last battle between the two. Um, retconning it at this yeah. point is really gonna throw off that script from almost you know, from forty five years ago. Hmm. So Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what they do, but Yeah. So it'd be interesting if we see uh, the emperor, you know, see Palpatine back. We could see Palpatine as in uh in the Cassian Endor series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, even that if, would even make if total it's just sense. um some kind of announcement that the emperor is making, you know, or you see a spe- mm-hmm. emperor giving a speech in on the holonet or something. Yep. Right. I mean, we we joke here. You know, for us, we pursue the same timeline in on this show as if we're you know present day with. The, the sequel trilogy timeline because you know we talk about the first order jamming riding on the first order holonet signals and oh you know, i guess we could start um playing along with the sith empire as well how short-lived they were um mm. 
So well, they were maybe short lived. I mean, we don't know. They they were around for a thousand years or whatever way, but it was so far in the past and it's not in canon anymore that we're not sure when it was until they redo it. Well, no, I'm talking about the Sith Empire that we see in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, the 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 modern right. Sith Empire. Yeah, from Mexico. Yeah how how long they actually been around? I think it's remnants of the original. I don't think it's completely the troops. The tr- I I I think it's remnants of the original, but also something that Palpatine's been had been putting together for a while. Yeah, yeah, I even think so. during the um, original trilogy time period. So, um, turning to books real quick, Star Wars Timelines Revealed. There is a new book out from DK Books called Star Wars Timelines. comes out this November. Uh, the new Star Wars reference book from Kristen Baver, Jason Fry, our friend Cole Horton, Amy Rachow, and Clayton Sandal presents significant events of the Star Wars universe in chronological order. The book goes as far... I'm very interested in this... I, I really want this book as well. Um, the book goes as far back as before the High Republic, spans the entire Skywalker saga, and concludes with the First Order's fall. Events from Star Wars television, games, and comics are included, making this a unified presentation of the Star Wars mythology. So if stuff takes place before the High Republic, how much of uh, Kotar mm. will be involved? And is it going to be the the remastering of Co- of Kotar to make it that's supposedly supposed to be canon. How much of I don't know how, how much they actually um, changed anything, but I don't know how much they're going to be changing stuff with Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. How much of the Old Republic MMO is now going to be made into canon? Right. Yeah. So because both of those events, both of those take place before the High Republic. Yeah. And originally. Kotar and Old Republic aren't canon. That's why they're redoing Kotar to be canon. I don't think they're going to do that to the um, MMO. Because it's got it so so long and everything's built on before, you'd have a lot of work to try to get that to fit into what's current canon. Yeah. And the way those Mm. games work is they kind of grow organically on their own sometimes. Right. So you don't have any control over what direction it's going to go. You have some control, but not a lot. Right. Right. So, uh, Horton tells StarWars.com, the painstaking process for researching and writing Star Wars timelines has been unlike any other book I've written. With so many stories told over the decades (laughs) and through many mediums, these timelines are an ideal way to illustrate the connected epic nature of Star Wars storytelling. So, this now brings into question, obviously, they're working with Story Group. Is this really going to... uh, Bring some stuff from legends into can back into canon hmm. as they are now having a opportunity to sit down and really go over it and go, yes, we can bring this into canon. It's not going to affect anything. No, this is not canon. Well, I don't, I don't know if they'd want to do that because they're using they're bringing back legend stuff in their own way. Right. I think this is going to be like one of those. Um, Who's putting this? Is this, yeah, this is DK. This is going to be like a lot of the other DK books where it's like the, your, um, absolutely everything and your ultimate guides and all these that every couple of years are going to update it. So this will be what's currently in canon now. And then in like two years, they'll revisit it, put out a new edition with whatever's been added. So oh, yeah. I don't think pull any legend stuff. It's going to be what's been established so far. 
in the, mm. new, the current canon. Well, the official description of timelines is chart the history of Star Wars in the stunning guide from the time before the High Republic to the First Order. An indispensable companion for all Star Wars fans. This premium quality book displays visual timelines and chronolog- chronologically map key events, characters, and developments and mark their significance. Uh, track crucial conflicts across the year. Years that affect the galaxy in profound ways. Follow the Skywalker lightsaber as it passes through the generations and witness the evolution of the iconic TIE fighter across different eras. Trace back the, the movement of the Death Star plans over the years and uncover multiple branching timelines that break down important battles. See essential events at a glance arranged by era and drill down into the details to discover major and minor events, key dates and fascinating insights all chronologically arranged. So uh book goes on sale November 29th. Yeah. So we got a way to a while to figure out how they were, how they're doing this, but still a book I want to get. Mm. Well, yeah, I have on the shelf beside me, like five or six other DK books like that <laughs> or not like this one, but yeah, you got to have that stuff. DK has got some great encyclopedia stuff or visual dictionaries. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of amusing because usually DK, with most of what you think about for DK books, it's kids' books. Yeah. A lot of times. But it's like, they did it, um, tome, uh, um, dictionary. Like, I have the visual dictionary right here, new edition. Well, which year is this one? <laughs> this one's from did they, back. Did they say when, um, when it goes on pre order? No. It is available for it's, pre-order. It's on pre-order. Now. Don't pre-order it because as of right now, it's $45. It won't be that much by when it comes out. Yeah, but if you go to Amazon and pre-order it, you will get it at the lowest price. You're guaranteed the lowest price. Okay. Because I know um, the art of uh, Mandalorian Season 2 just came out and the list price is 45 but Amazon has it for like 25 But if you pre-order it at 25 and all of a sudden next, next week it goes up to 35 you're still paying 25 Good. I, if I remember right, because I think with Amazon, you're you're locked in at the lowest price you bought it when you pre-order. So, but um, that was, let's go. I didn't even know that book that the Art of Books came, book came out. I was at Costco. They had the Art of Season One and Season Two at like twenty two dollars each or something like that. Oh, that's that's great. Mm. Now I should have picked them up. I think you could pre-order this now. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Uh, the new video that's out for it reveals pew pew mode. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers Games released a new behind-the-scenes video in which the company revealed new modes that will be available in the game. For example, the new Pew Pew mode is an option that replaces all of the traditional weapon noises with phonetic mouth noises. If players enable the mode, <laughs> if the players enable the mode. They will hear members of the development team say things like pew pew instead of traditional blaster fire or lightsaber sounds. Um, This is from comicbook.com and they have a behind the scenes video, which apparently uh, is this mode is discussed around the 413 mark, four minutes and 13 second mark. God. that is awesome. Now it makes me want the game even more. Just for pew pew oh, mode. That is awesome. Just to record the sounds from pew pew mode for the show. <laughs> um, frankly, the mode seems pretty ridiculous, 
But it's not the only strange mode players can choose. In addition to Pew Pew mode, the game will also have Mumble mode, where the traditional dialogue is repeated by mumble sounds that were present in the early Lego Star Wars games. Yeah, that's the original version of Lego. Which is what... Which I actually didn't right. mind. I, mean, I was okay with that. You you knew the films. You understood. That, that was from when it had, uh, it had its charm. To save money and not hire voice actors. I'm sure there was that too. <laughs> but you still got to have voice actors go. Wah, 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 wah. But you, you know, know one of the DC games where they where they started using dialogue. Uh, for Star Wars, I believe it was Clone Wars. Clone no, Wars. but I think it was initially one of the DC games that started it, um, they started doing it permanently for everything. May have been. I think it was like... Uh, the first Batman? I don't remember, but I believe it was. I think it might have been the second or something. I know for Star Wars, it was Clone Wars. Mm. Clone Wars. Because um, the original trilogy and then the prequel trilogy were mumble. Clone Wars was actual speech. Right. Uh, so other... I'm trying to remember. I'm Vicky and I are playing through a complete saga. I don't think there's any actual dialogue in that one. No, because it's just the two games combined into one. Yeah. So, mm. um, in the video, we also see other modes listed, including retro mode and comedy weapons, but neither has been detailed at this time. So, watch retro mode will drop it back to eight bit, <laughs> or is eight bit? <laughs> That would be awesome, actually. Including 8-bit sound effects and music. Mm. That would be funny. I would love that. That would be great. Or what was what was Atari that was, like, do, what, 4-bit or something like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Because I know Nintendo and um, Nintendo was 8, and Super Nintendo, yeah. and I think Sega were 16 both. Yeah. Because Sega hit 16-bit before Nintendo did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're in millions of bits. <laughs> millions and millions of bits. We're old enough to remember those old systems when they first came out. Yep. When the joystick sure. what when the joy, joystick was a square device you held with one button. Mm-hmm. My Odyssey actually had one. I had two of them. They're permanently connected to the system. The original Atari's Unless were. you had like I did in Intellivision. Ah. I think my grandma had one of those at one point. The television or ColecoVision had a full game stick. Oh, like a game pad. Yeah, I didn't have Coleco or Atari. I had, but we had an Odyssey too. It's actually still in storage in my parents' house somewhere. Oh my god! With the voice box. I remember Odyssey too. It was difficult playing games on that thing. Yeah. Well, it was um, what's called had way less power even than the, um, the Atari had. Yeah, but the, the Odyssey 2 was meant for people who were doing, like, tabletop gaming, but you played it on so, TV. Or at least yeah. that's all the games that we had for it. No, I, I had, like, baseball and a couple other ones, but... It was complicated. It was a complicated system. Yeah, it was interesting because it actually had a um, keyboard hooked up to it, too. Yeah. It was yeah. a touchpad keyboard. It was uh-huh. weird. It didn't have keys. It had the actual touchpads. See, I remember with Intellivision, when you bought a game... It came with the sleeve to put over the key over the uh, yeah. the keypads. Keypad. The I, keypad. I want to say ColecoVision yep. did the same thing. ColecoVision Maybe, also yeah. did it might not. too because Coleco and Atari one of them was interchangeable with the other. I think Coleco would play Atari, but Atari would not play Coleco. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So, um, game comes out April fifth on PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, Xbox One, Xbox Series XIS, Nintendo Switch, and PC. And that's the Nintendo Series XS. 
X or S, either way. Oh. Because I have the S. The S is the no hard drive. X has the hard drive. Or X has um, disk drive. The S does not. The S is the old digital. Gotcha. Which is what I got. Ah, okay. Christmas. Gotcha. I see. So while sticking with Lego. Oh, I did. While we were looking at this, I looked up on Amazon. This is up for pre-order. While sticking with Lego. If you're a Lego fan of the sets and you got seven bucks burning a hole in your pocket, head over to Amazon and pick up the Millennium Falcon Microfighter set, which is on sale for only six thirty nine. With a twenty which is a after a twenty percent off deal and a bonus dollar sixty coupon. Set includes a hundred and one pieces, two stud shooters, and a Han Solo minifigure that fits in the cockpit. Cool. I believe I already have this microfighter. It's just the only thing that's different is instead of the, the push through missiles, it comes with stud shooters. Mm. So it's making me wonder if I should get this model yet again, just for that. <laughs> eh, I could see if it was a new, <clears throat> a new figure or something, but yeah, if it was a new variation of, of the Falcon minus stud shooter, I would consider it. Mm. I don't know. I've never really liked the look of like the mini fighters and stuff. I got it. I mean, for kids to play, that's cool. But it's like for me, I'd rather have a little more detailed. So I, I, if I'm gonna buy Lego, I'll pay extra and get the actual ones with the good detail. I mean, I've got some of them. I've got both. Mm-hmm. I've got both X wings, the sequel trilogy and the original trilogy. Um, I have a U wing because they were on sale at public at our grocery store cheap. They were on clearance. I got them for like five bucks. I picked up a couple. One for uh, one to build, and then one for parts. I had the spare figure, uh, spare minifig. Um, the Adat I have because well, I just love the Adats. Uh, I have both Falcons with Chew, uh, original trilogy with Han, the original one of this, and uh, the sequel trilogy, which comes with Chewie. Um, Zoe's got the Y Wing and the Imperial Star Destroyer. I don't know if we have any others. Oh, we have a Snowspeeder as well. Snowspeeder one's cute too. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I've seen many of the others. I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, I do want the TIE Fighter. So I want, I want one of the TIE Fighters. Um, but you could go to Walmart and pick it up for $7.99. Also, too, uh, you could also get the Razor Crest Micro Fighter, uh, which is also part of a deal happening on Amazon that offers $10 off Lego orders of 50 or more. So in other words, you get the Razor Crest set for free if you take advantage of their sale. It was a Razor Crest. Cool. Microfighter. Yep. Yeah. But you look at the uh, picture of the Razor Crest one and it's like kind of resembles the Razor Crest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, well, on Bricklink through their gallery, if you sign up, people do sets. Uh, somebody has made Microfighter, has, has done up uh, instructions on how to make a tie echelon and the uh, resistance transport. From Rise of Resistance in Microfighter format. Cool. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Now I'm waiting for the one for the Halcyon. Someone to do a Microfighter of the uh, the Halcyon. So I will be all over that those instructions be, as well. That'll be available in the gift shop on the Halcyon. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> Give it time. I have not released any of the merch yet, as far as I know. Uh, all that merch. All that merch is going to be exclusive to the ship at the moment. You're not you're not going to see it in the in the parks or on Shop Disney. I guarantee you that not for a while. But I, I mean, I have the Lego set of uh, that comes with the V Marathi and Lieutenant Beck um, with the transport ship that you're you supposedly f- 
fly in that gets captured on rise of resistance. I have that. Um, they, they came out with a tie echelon set. I would be buying it because it's galaxy's edge related, but they also come out with stuff for the halcyon. I'd be buying that as well. Yeah. Because, well, just because I think that's all I'm going to say. Just because <laughs> that's all you need to say. That is all I need to say. Now, this one is a just because, and it doesn't make sense. Hasbro announced pre-orders on Amazon for two new figures to the retro collection, but they're not new. Dengar and IG-88. Wow, that Dengar looks terrible. That Den- is supposed to look retro, but wow. That Dengar looks exactly like it did. And I was like, that Dengar looks exactly like it did in 1980. It was that bad in 1980. I have one. I can't get to it right now. Not without. The worst part is they want $28 for this. For those two. Mm-hmm. For the set. Yeah. And what is it really? It's a re. They just basically. These are probably the first two molds they found. Mm-hmm. Outside of what they've already done. Because I think one the the original molds they had done retro was the stormtrooper. I think this is some of the next sets they found and they're just making them, but I don't, I don't understand mm. why these two. Maybe like you said, that's, that's the first molds they found. So like, all right, we'll uh, do these ones. I mean, we haven't seen them anywhere except in the comics from war of the bounty hunters. And that's not enough to, justify bringing these two back in a retro line. Well, maybe with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and all that stuff, Hasbro was maybe banking on the fact that these guys might come back. Or since they're bounty hunters, maybe there's something coming that we don't know about. Maybe. When are these supposed to be dropping? They're pre-order now, but when are they actually supposed to be releasing? Um, They don't say in the article. Didn't say. Uh, we have to actually hand. Hold on. Release. Item is scheduled to release December 1st, 2022. Okay, so we got a year. So over this year, you have, um, we still have Obi-Wan, and they're, Bad Batch 2. And they're, the number one, Bad, they're the number one bestseller in pre-kindergarten toys. <laughs> but we have Andor coming. <laughs> we have uh, Mando Season 3 still coming. So you never know. They may show up on, well, IG-88, we already got IG-11. Right, but still, to get either one of these could show up on any of those series. Yeah, but or it could be like you said, they're just trying to fill out the line of what Kenner made back in the day. This is just yeah. the next they chose, and they they don't. Yeah, they just they don't really need a tie, and it's Dengar and IG eighty eight. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do something like that, with this being the forty fifth anniversary of Star Wars, uh, pick pick later figures from from the Star Wars wave. Not just two aliens. Yeah, not just two random characters out of the Empire wave that it just doesn't make sense why they're being dropped. Except, oh, as part they're bounty hunters. If you were to do that, why? If you were, it is Dengar and eighty-eight. So, if you were to do the retro, why why not do Zuckus and Forlom again to tie in with the Black Series line that you did and have them and do the special box set where they're on the cards. On the you're, wrong names like, are on the cards. About them possibly having synergy between their series. He is tired, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> I want Almost logic. Like Hasbro has a plan or something. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, I yeah, try. other than release figures, make money. I try. It's cute that you try. 
Oh, shucks. Um, also, too, ex- uh, from the Pop Insider, these next three stories are from the Pop Insider, our friends over there. Um, this w- story was written by the Rock Father himself, James Zahn. Uh, Boba Fett Starship from the Book of Boba Fett joins Hasbro's Star Wars Mission Fleet. That's a cute line. Is that two and, yeah. a, ha- two and a half inch figure set? Yeah, some some of them, like I bought the Mandalorian with on a speeder bike with Grogu. Um, some of them look pretty cute, and some of them are a little too See, Zoe cartoony, had, I guess you could say. Zoe wanted the Ahsoka, but she didn't like the accessories that she came with, so we passed. Mm. What are they calling it now? You said the Mission Fleet? This is yeah. Mission Fleet, mm-hmm. yeah. I said, because this uh, this mm-hmm. whole line has had like four different names. I remember what was it, Jedi Force at one point? It was the, the well, same no, sizing. Same sizing, but this is totally different than uh this is totally different than um Galactic Heroes and Jedi Force and all that. None of this is the same molds, even for the figures. They're totally different. Yeah. It's a total rework. But um so yeah, the ship is coming. We have known it always as Slave One, but now it's the fire spray or whatever. Um is it spray class gunship. Yes. With the Although- did you see in here that um, Boba Fett actually rotates with the wings? The way, if I remember right, the old Hasbro, the original Kenner version did that, didn't it? Yes. Yep. It rotated when the wings when the wings did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and you can move the yeah, uh, parents. Yeah. Apparently, though, that's not how the ship actually works. Which is weird that you would climb into the cockpit laying down. Essentially, it's no different than. Like getting us to the space shuttle for launch. Yeah. Well, no. The weird part is that but, the rest of the interior does rotate because we see that in the Mandalorian. Yeah. But the cockpit doesn't. It it seems impractical to me. Yeah. That whole ship, the the book of Bo- that's the one thing the book of Boba Fett did not help that ship at all. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star the Starlight Pit almost took it out. Yeah. And you couldn't <laughs> any weapons yeah. that. They hit the Sarlacc. And, so and they, something really, really wrong with that ship if there's not not even a small blaster that can you can fire. And apparently Boba Fett doesn't have a name for the ship because he says we need to get my fire spray back. Well, that mm-hmm. Mando, Mando never. Um, then Jaren did not name his ship. True. It's just. Oh no, yeah. It was a Razor Clark. Razor Crest. Razor Crest is a type of ship. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it, well, and when he goes to see Pelimoto, he asks if she found another Razor Crest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, he, she didn't ask, or he didn't so, ask what name. Is he going to call his new ship the N1 then? Razor Crest 2? I don't know. The one he's flying now? I don't have no idea. Yeah. Mm. Uh, to continue on with collectibles, new Lego pop culture must haves uh, for Star Wars, Star Wars helmets. Lego revealed three new designs in its ongoing collection of Star Wars helmets. New helmets that are available for pre order at $59.99 each. And we'll also release on March 1st are Luke Skywalker's Red 5 helmet, the Mandalorian's helmet, as seen in the Mandalorian, and a Dark Trooper helmet. Once once assembled, each helmet is about seven inches tall and features a base with a label. And these are like hollow inside like regular helmets, right? I've never put these together, so I don't know. Are they solid? I I have the Boba Fett one and the Stormtrooper one. And basically, there's you build a solid interior just to hold it together. Um, 
and so the whole thing's like a solid piece. Yeah. So I was thinking that man, that it's not uh, hollow inside the um, Death Trooper helmet. If there was enough space, it'd be awesome to get like two red LEDs to put inside the eyes. Yeah, there might be a way to do that. Or you could get light bricks to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, true. But looking at the at Luke's helmet, that's a hollow shell. Yeah, that one is. You'd be able to see inside of it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not a full facial helmet. Okay. <laughs> nerd. Huh? You say nerd. <laughs> Old guy wearing a toy. An $80 toy that I picked up for 20 bucks. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. That for you, you smugglers who can't see what we're what happened. Um, I put on my X-wing pilot helmet that is sold at Disney. It's actually this usually runs about eighty bucks. That's a nice quality unit. Mm. I mean, it definitely looks it, it's extremely well. Um, normally retails in the parks for eighty bucks. I picked it up at our uh, past discount store for twenty, all because it's missing the microphone that comes with it. It's oh. the only thing, it's the only Your thing own. missing. Interesting. Other than that, everything's fine. I mean, the shield drops, goes up, it makes noise. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the electronics in it work. It's just missing the microphone, hmm. the, the comm mic that's attached to the helmet. But you know what? I really don't care that much about it. <laughs> mm. So, I mean, it's a nice Not piece. Not at that price. 20 bucks. Great price. Love it. Great price. So, I mean, I, I'm happy the electronics work. The microphone doesn't do anything. I mean, it's not like you talk into it and it's a voice. Right. I'm not seeing. All I see is the attachment point for it. So it's just a, an accessory piece to the helmet. Mm. So I got to figure out how to adjust the chin straps on it. But to so the chin cup sits right. But oh, great. It's a great deal. I really like it. Yeah. So, um, and then Diamond Select. Again, this is coming from Pop, the Pop Insider. Uh, Diamond Select's fall figure preview uh, is a collector's dream with new Marvel, Star Wars, and more. So we're just going to cover the Star Wars stuff uh, as I get down to it. Um, there is hope that for that empty space on your shelf, and that's the Star Wars A New Hope Tusken Raiders Legends in 3D 1-2 to two scale bust. This 10-inch bust depicts a, a Tusken Raider in his traditional garb with a rifle slung across his back and on a base inspired by the, the graphy stick. Uh, this bus will be, a li- will be limited to a thousand pieces and is available to pre-order from Gentle Giant's website, uh, which is the host company for Diamond Toys for $200. Following the success of The Mandalorian, Gentle Giant is introducing more lifelike statues to its Star Wars offerings. Star Wars Bo-Katan 1-6 scale milestone statue depicts the Mandalorian Freedom Fire with her helmet and gun at the ready. And once a Mandalorian without a Force-sensitive child to protect, a Star Wars Mandalorian Seeing Stone, Grogu, 1-6 scale milestone status, uh, features Grogu atop a Jedi Seeing Stone with the writing that lights up. This 8-inch statue includes interchangeable heads to make Grogu's eyes open and shut. These Star Wars figures are limited to 1,000 pieces each and are available on General Giant for only $250. I don't know. For $250, bucks, if the rock lights up, they should have his eyes open and close automatically. Yeah. I shouldn't have to think about <laughs> it. Yeah. I spent $250 on an action figure. That thing better stand up and walk around on its own. Yeah, no kidding. See, 
now now I'm wanting to go look at uh, my other figure or collectible figure site, and that's Kotobayuka. Yes. Yeah. See what they have new. Um, what's available for pre-order for Star Wars? They have seven pre-orders. There is a Bad Batch, uh, Tech, Hunter, and Wrecker. A Star Wars Return of the Jedi um, Marquette set. Uh, it's an Artifacts Artist Series Battle of Endor, The Little Rebels. So it's an ATST with Ewoks jumped, jumping all over it. Um, that's the pre order there. Oh, crap. I hate double clicking. Uh, a Star Wars Darth Vader, um, Artifacts Captain Rex, uh, assuming Escape from the Clones. Yep. And a uh, Artifacts Plus uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and Clone 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 Wars armor, looking like he's from the Clone Wars. Uh, now available now from Kodo. Wow, they got seventy pieces available now. Uh, what's the newest new arrivals? There's a Mandalorian and Grogu set piece. Um, Qui Gon Jinn, uh, Lando from Empire, a new um, Tie Fighter pilot, a Dio and BB Eight set. IG-11. Oh, the last droids from uh, Celebration on the Celebrations is still available. Cool. And the Bounty Hunters are still available. Uh, there's a Dengar and a 4, four LOM. So yeah, they, got, they got some. There's quite a few things. And, and their pricing is not, not bad. Their pricing's always been decent. So I, I, I am happy for that. So you guys have any final thoughts? No, actually, you're talking collectibles. I'm starting to flip through the Hasbro um, the Pulse site. <laughs> check out some of the stuff on there. I didn't realize that Sky Striker actually got funded. Yes, it did. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought there was no way in the world. It must have just come in at the, like the eleventh hour. <laughs> it it got a big push on the final day. Major push final day. Because that was a long ways away last I saw it. <laughs> yeah, it was a little closer than the Rancor was, but it it was it did not look like it was going it was going to get so. So how much do you think of those? Um, $230 Bib Fortuna uh, play sets that they're actually going to sell. I don't know. So I, I, I love the play set. Don't get me wrong. I love the play set. It looks great. I just don't know if it's $250 great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I did find out, I guess um, they've checked the scale and stuff that your traditional old school job of the hut actually will fit in that also. Yeah. Thrown off of the dais and Jabba was sitting on that dais and looked like he was supposed to be there. Well, will the will the one from uh, the Power of the Force line from right around the time Hasbro came back would that fit in there too? I don't know. I think the original one does, and I believe that one's the same scale. Uh, I mean, it's a gorgeous set, like I said, but uh, two fifty. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I I just can't see something justifying two fifty. So. Why do you think I haven't backed any of the Haslab um, stuff yet? I yeah, I haven't. It's mm. I haven't ordered anything off Haslab yet. There's been quite a few things I've wanted to order. But yeah, I just haven't. Part of it is I'm not going to do I'm not going to do pre-orders on the stuff when it's taking a year before it's going to release. It's yeah. This this uh, Bib Fortuna. Hang on, let me jump back. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll take my chance and and wait for it to come out closer to time. Well, the Bib Fortuna. Oh, come on. There we go. Let me find him. Is that Fat Fortuna or? Yes. Yes, it's Fat Fortuna. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I believe it, it doesn't even come out till next fall, right now. Or no, it's September of 2023. Yeah. So what wow. it is, they buy it, then they'll know how many to make because they don't want to make extras. Right. So they'll fill their orders of um, the people that want to, that are definitely going to get it, and then they'll decide how many extra they actually want to sell. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So any other final thoughts, guys? Nope. I thought I had something, but I oh remember so actually quick thought for quick debate question this got brought up at work um which should be no surprise to anyone that we would talk star wars at the star wars hotel say what no i know crazy (laughs) right it's crazy um luke's hand in the saber Hmm? how did it get to maz kanata because everyone's thinking that the hand a lot of people are, are discussing that the hand still possibly holding the saber was dumped into dumped off cloud city. Like Luke got dropped. And that if so, it, the hand and saber would have been destroyed as it got closer to the planet's surface. Well, there, there are several things about that that have always bothered me. Uh, first of all, yes. How did she get the lightsaber? Did she also get Luke's hand, or did she just discard the hand? Uh, is the hand valuable at all? Did the hand get served with um, his finger sandwiches? <clears throat> so, uh, other things that bother <laughs> other things that bother me is: uh, Did she just happen to find it, or was she actually looking for it? And and if she just found it, does that mean she was hanging out on Cloud City? If she was looking for it, why was she looking for it? And there's just so much there that was never explained. It could also be that when it fell down that shaft, there may everybody kind of assumes that Cloud City just dumps their garbage. They, for all we know, it actually gets all collected and removed. That's the environmentally friendly way. Mm. And maybe it ended up in a dump somewhere, <laughs> a galactic equivalent of a dump. And Quite possibly. You know what? You know what happened to it? It's entirely. We'll find out as soon as they write it. It'll be in a comic book somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's something I would ever want to. If I was a writer, I'd be like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> well, I'm sure they have. Well, I was okay. Maybe not. I said I'm sure they have notes on it somewhere. But then again, we saw the way they made the sequel trilogy. So. Yeah. I I I completely doubt. That there's any notes on it anywhere. Yeah, probably not. But it, it, did, it did bring up an interesting thought, though. Yeah. So, um, maybe because the theory is Maz Kanata is um, possibly force sensitive, also, maybe it called out to her to start with. Could be. Maybe. Could be. Well, then, does the hand have, <laughs> have a mind of its own? There was a movie Idle Hands, a horror movie. Idle hands. No, that yeah, no, that was one of them. But there was a movie back in the seventies, uh, called just called I believe the Hand, if I remember correctly. And, oh, I'm sorry, it was 1981. Oh, it starred Michael Caine, <laughs> and it was it was about a comic book artist who loses his hand, and the hand takes on a murderous life of its own. <laughs> wow! So that is Idle Hands beforehand. That's the prequel. <laughs> Sounds like Yeah, it. I guess so. Sounds like it. Well, so, if if you guys the have the whole nothing- movie was just this hand walking around killing people. 
Well, if you guys have nothing else, then I'm just going to leave it with this. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. <laughs> Oh, my God.